Kings, Kings, First Kings, chapter nineteen. Hallelujah! Praise God! Glory! Verses eleven through twelve. Eleven and twelve. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountains, break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a still small voice. I'd like to preach to you today about the power of of a word, the power of a word. Somebody shout amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to tell a story that Sister Donna has never heard. (laughs) Hallelujah. I forgot about it. I told Brother Bryant and Sister Carolyn the other night the story, and I don't know why it just popped in my mind. It has nothing to do with my message, by the way. Maybe we could tie it in some way, but I just I just want to tell it. When I was about two weeks old, that's a long time ago. That was in the in the year nineteen forty nine. My mom had just brought me home from the hospital and um it was right up close to where uh, Sister Melissa's mom and dad lives. Not, not, not into Arkansas, but it was in Louisiana. It's, it's a place called Epps and Darnell. And right in there, I was born in Delhi in the hospital on October the 4th. But just, to, I'm not sure when. I know they kept people in the hospital. My, wife, my mom used to say they'd keep people two weeks back in those days. You go have a baby, you know, it's not like now you get to go home the next day or at least by the next, but they brought me home. And I was kidnapped. See, y'all didn't know that, did you? (laughs) I was about, I I think about two weeks old, and my mom had brought me home, and the neighbors, and I even remember, I I can't remember it, but I remember them telling the story, uh, the names of the people. And so, but they, they had a big family. And uh, they were ooing and on over the new baby, which was me, by the way. And they were, oh, what a pretty baby. Look at it. Look how handsome. Look how good looking he is. He looks like his mom. Looks like his dad. Well, there was a teenage girl. And I'm not sure. I, my, my older sister was about 11 at that time. Uh, she's 11 years older than me. So she's about 11 years old. And she was right there like little girls will do and with, around babies. They love babies. Guys, boys don't pay much attention to them. They look at them and then they, they, they don't care about it anymore. But little girls. But this teenage girl was so fascinated with me. I don't know if she thought I was, could be her little doll baby or what. But right in the middle of the group, she just ran and picked me up, grabbed me up, and ran. Out of the house, down the road, with me. I didn't care at that time. <laughs> but my, my older sister and probably my brother, they chased her down and caught her and got me, you know, pulled out of her arms and brought me back. And here I am, 
Hallelujah. I'm glad they could outrun that. But she just, I don't know what she was going to do. I don't know. You don't know what's in the mind of a kid. I don't know what she was going to do with me. You never had her dad, had you, Sister Donna? You haven't? Okay, I didn't think you had. I just wanted to spring that on because she's heard almost every story that I have. She said, I've heard that before. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know why I wanted to tell that. But you know what? God's got, a, God's got a purpose in our life. God's got a plan. You know, we can't fathom that. We can't think of it. Now, Pastor talks about thinking backwards and figuring out why he comes to the point that he's the subject he's thinking about right now. I, I can't do that. I, don't, I can go back a couple of things that we might have done, but he can go back 10 or 12 things that he thought of that brought the next thought on top of that thought and on top of that thought. But, but, but just take God in compared to that, and that's nothing. He's got it all planned, got it all figured. He had it all. Hey, listen, we're in the palm of his hand. It only lasts a little while to God. According to eternity, he's already said it this morning, it's just like a vapor that appears for a little while and then it vanishes away. And listen, since we have such a short time here, wouldn't it be nice if we could get that powerful word from God and recognize it and embrace it and claim it for our own and say, that belongs to me. Nobody's stealing that from me. The devil can't. He can't tempt me enough. He can't discourage me enough. Amen. He can't lie to me enough to keep me from holding on to this promised word of God. It's powerful. Preach to you today about the powerful word of God. Let me tell you why it's powerful. It will change. It may not change the world, but it'll change you to the point where you can deal with the world better. You can go through the flames of fire. You can go through the flood waters. And you'll come out on the other side. Amen. God's got it all worked out. Listen, our scripture text here, amen, the prophet was on the run. Amen. He was scared of this woman called Jezebel. Her threats had put this mighty prophet of God who had done already mighty things, but this had put him on the run. The spirit of fear got a hold of him. Amen. Elijah made his way to Horeb and there found a dark cave to dwell in. That amazing, that's just like a backslider or a fearful person. I'm just going to hide away. I, you know, I've been missing a lot of church, and I just hate to face everybody, the spirit of fear. Amen. Listen, let's just do whatever it takes, amen, to do what the will of the Lord is. Amen. But he found himself in that cave, but out of the darkness, God spoke to the prophet and said, what are you doing here? Now, I don't think God was talking about the cave at that point, which that's just a natural place and a, and a natural thing for a fearful person to do, find a place that's, you know, secluded and away from everybody. I, I don't think he was wondering about that. He was asking about Elijah's spiritual condition. What are you doing acting like you're doing? What, what are you doing by putting me way down on the list of to do things? We understand that. People say, oh, God's first in my life. Let me tell you, you can just watch their actions. You just watch what they do on Sunday morning and on Wednesday night and Thursday night and church work day and whatever it is, amen, and you'll tell what's first, what comes first with them, amen, whether it's God or somebody else or something else. Hallelujah. Amen. But God called Elijah out of that cave, 
and he obeyed. He was an obedient prophet. Amen. First, there came a mighty wind in the scripture text here. It shook the mountain, but God was not in the wind. Now, I think this message, the way I'm looking at it and seeing it, it it's better preached to Pentecostals. Amen. The apostolics. We believe in shouts. I mean, this thing came with a loud noise and, and they shouted to the place where people thought they were drunk and, and great demonstration of the Holy Ghost, all right? So, so nothing against any of that, all right? But we get to thinking that's the only way God moves and the only time God speaks is we're at camp meeting or ladies conference or men's conference or general conference. I know people across our movement, Brother Jerry, they spend all the money they got to go to general conference so they can get there where there's crowds and crowds of people. I mean, I've been there many times and felt really great about it. Look, there's a lot of us. You got the numbers. I mean, we take over the city, whatever it's in, everywhere you go, the shopping malls and down downtown streets and in the restaurants, it's full of Pentecostal apostolics. You see the long hair and the no makeup and no jewelry. And you see all of that. They don't look like the world. They look like Pentecostals. And so you feel pretty good. And so you get to thinking, amen, Brother Britt, that we can get there. We can really get a touch of God and a move of God. Why? A lot of demonstration. A lot of Holy Ghost people. A lot of, I bet you're not going to get near a pulpit at General Conference unless you are the top of the line speaker. They never call me. I'm glad they didn't. I finally got to the age. I wouldn't want that. You get picked apart if you ever preach a meeting of that size. I'm totally happy to never, ever preach general conference. Hallelujah. Probably at the age where I could say something worthwhile now, but now I don't want to do it. Amen. When I was younger, I'd go, oh, if they would just call me, I would just preach the, the pain off of that pulpit. I just pre, because I, I could, you know, but really I couldn't. I just thought I could. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we get those places and just, oh, this is, you know. But see, we're looking for that demonstration. We're looking for that fire and that wind. Again, that's okay. But you don't have to have all of that. Next, there came an earthquake. Ooh, moving of God. Listen, don't ever think when we come to prayer. And by the way, our prayers, I'm not knocking them, okay? I'm just kind of justifying some things. We're not running the aisles here at prayer. We're not shouting. We don't sound like a Black Lives Matter, you know, meeting. Make as much noise as you can. Shout louder and over everybody else. It's just a deep moving of the Spirit, and I'm okay with that. It may break loose here, and I'm okay. You have liberty to do that. On Thursday night, you can shout and run the aisles. Amen. Be a holy roller if you want. That's okay with me. But it's just kind of been deep. Amen. We pray our prayers. Somebody gets up and leads and says, we're going to take special prayer requests. We're going to pray a special prayer. Amen. And just the moving of the, you know why God, I'm not worried about it? Because God said if we two or three had come together, he would be here in the midst of us. He may be in a whirlwind. He may be in a fire. He may even be in an earthquake, but he doesn't have to be. This is my whole point right here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God was not in any of that stuff, but he was in a still, small voice. Hallelujah. On the day of Pentecost, God came as a rushing mighty wind. The Hebrew boys witnessed him in the fire. So we can't discount all of that. 
I'm not saying don't shout, don't run, let's just have smooth. No, no, no. No, I'm just telling us we have all of that. But if we don't have all of that, God can whisper a word in your ear. And let me tell you how powerful words are. Powerful words can be shouted in a microphone. And just as powerful. It can be just as powerful, amen, if it comes through a whisper. Amen. Somebody can pass by and say, brother, I just feel like God told me to tell you this. It can be. It depends on how you receive it. If you have a mindset that it has to come from one of the most popular preachers and evangelists in our movement before it's the word of the Lord, then you've got a problem here, all right? According to Scripture, we're just pointing out that God can move in a whisper. That's what one translation says about that still, small voice. He came and spoke in a whisper. The Philippian jailer could testify to the power of God in an earthquake along with Paul and Silas, remember? Amen. They prayed, amen, and they worshiped the Lord and God sent an earthquake to the jail and they had a revival right there. Amen. But is Elijah, the prophet, looked in astonishment at this astounding display of power. Isn't it awesome when people get to moving and get to feeling and it, and it gets in their feet? Amen. Hallelujah. You want to dance and you want to shout. Hallelujah. God was about to give him a valuable lesson on the power of a word. I believe that God's people, we ought to be more sensitive than anybody else. I don't mean to be weird and silly about it, but just be open. Amen. I'm looking for a word. Hallelujah. Amen. It can come out of the preaching. It can come out of the pulpit. It can come when somebody passes by me. Hallelujah. It can come off of the written page of the word of the Lord. Or again, a friend. I just feel like telling you this. It could be something you've prayed for and asked God for in a desperate way. And it just, listen, the word, listen, God will speak a word to us any way he possibly can. And so let's be open. After the hurricane, strength, wind, the inferno, the flames, amen, the shaking of the ground, God spoke in a still, small voice. NIV says it this way, God spoke in a gentle whisper. Hallelujah. Oftentimes we seek the spectacular from God. Lord, shake the place. Let a spiritual hurricane hit this world. Amen. While God is simply speaking through his word. Amen. Because a gentle whisper from God prevails over wind, over fire, and over earthquakes. We need to hear this. Amen. We can see that a word from the Lord is more powerful than any force of nature. And when we know that, all that other stuff just extra. When we understand that, oh, hallelujah. I do it a lot. I'm like, oh, I just feel like it was a Holy Ghost thing. Brother Brown, I just felt, I felt it fellowshipping with you numerous times. And I didn't say anything because I wanted God to keep leading you and directing you. Amen. And so I didn't feel, I didn't feel the liberty to do it. I feel you wouldn't have had your feelings hurt and you'd have probably received it. But I wanted it to be yours and God's idea and not my idea. But I feel things that he would say. And that pulled us together, our fellowship a lot closer. I came home a couple times and told my wife, I said, you know what? Brother Bob's being led of the Holy Ghost. 
I said, I think a thought about the leading of the Lord, and I said, and then he'd just say it before I would say it. Not that I was planning on saying it, but he'd just say it. I'm like, mm, thank you, Jesus. That's a word from God. That's a word. Hallelujah. It'll come from your best friends. Amen. Because a gentle whisper from God prevails over all of this other stuff. Amen. Amen. A still, small voice. Elijah received direction for his ministry. Hallelujah. People's wandering around. Amen. What's going on? What's happening? Iffy about this and iffy about that. Amen. Let me tell you. Let me just go off, off track here just a little bit. Amen. There are people, I, I think we're so right in the middle. I just feel like the Lord is leading us, all right? There are people that are so into the word of the Lord. I mean, that's going to sound, I'm going to sound contradictory here, all right? But that, that they have to know every detail about everything. They're not going to stop or they're not going to shut up. There's people that are around you will load you down with burdensome questions. And why this and why that? Listen, there's things that we're never going to know until we get there. Paul said, for we see through a glass darkly. Be open to the answers, but don't bug everybody. Amen. But there are people who await you down and bug. Listen, just pressure you down. Listen, we have to keep the main thing the main thing here. You get filled up with the Holy Ghost, baptized in his name. Talk in tongues every once in a while. Hallelujah. Listen, don't worry about the rest of it. God will lead you and guide you into all truth. You know you can just be full of the word and your spirit be wrong. If somebody sends me clips of a guy, amen, and I, they want me to read this and, or watch this and, and out of respect for them, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, but I can't go very long. I mean, this long and I'm just, I'm sick to my stomach. Very argumentative spirit, attitude, uh, very harsh, uh, rude, uh, happy to be telling you that you're all wrong and I'm right and you're going to hell. So I just, I just can't. What are you talking about? It, you know, it, it, that's he's probably well, he is right, but his spirit's not right. We have to worship him. Jesus said you must worship him in spirit. That's the right spirit, by the way, and truth. Just truth will make an idiot out of you. You overload yourself and you'll figure out what everybody is. Listen, that is, if you looked up that guy, amen, and put his name down, if if his name was in the dictionary, (laughs) there his picture would be with it. And they're all over the place, folks. Listen, Peter said, when they were said in the book of Acts, said there's a group of people, and it was a call, apparently it had caused a big stir in the early church, and said, unless you're circumcised, just like Moses' law said, you can't be saved. And the church was fresh and new and just born and young. Amen. And this came before the floor of the conference, and Peter said, listen, we shouldn't put a yoke upon the people that they cannot bear. Said our fathers couldn't bear it, and neither can we. And let me tell you, this heavy-handed stuff. I don't know why I'm doing this on Sunday morning. This is probably a Wednesday night, but somebody here may need this. Just as strong and as heavy and hurtful and as they could possibly be, because nobody's going. That's just as Pharisee as it can be. 
And they went on in detail and, and talked about what we need to do, all right? And it was something very, very simple, just like I'm talking about right now. Get full of the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, get somebody to put you under the water and call that name that's above every name over you. Hallelujah. Come to church. Don't miss the house of God. Amen. Worship God. Just, just do the things that God says do. Amen. And quit getting all this. Listen, we get under a load and a burden and a yoke, and it will destroy us. Praise God. I'm off subject right now. Amen. But I just threw that out. I won't charge anything extra for that, okay? That's free. Praise God. Amen. Paul said this. Amen. In Galatians 1 and 8. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached, let him be accursed. Angels. <laughs> just in case you get real spiritual with it, let him be Because this is the gospel. This is the truth. What did Paul preach? He preached exactly the same thing that Peter preached. They agreed. They had their disagreements, but they agreed on the doctrine. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That was the doctrine. That was the message. Amen. So don't receive any other doctrine. Praise God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never fail. Listen, there is certainly nothing wrong with the wind and the fire experience. <laughs> nothing wrong with that experience, okay? But God could be trying to draw us out of our cave of self-serving to speak to us through his word. I know there's, there's a few people, I, I know their face, I don't know their names, that come to this church once in a while. Amen. They'll sit on the back row, and they love the music, and, you know, they're a little hype. You know, it's not like a lot most churches. It's, it's a little pepped up, and the music's good, and, and the worship's good. But, they, but I can always watch them. They just, when, the, when the worship service is over and it's about the time to preach, they just move out. They don't care about the word. Amen. But you know what? We are begotten. By the word. You can't be any deeper or more spiritual than your knowledge of the word of the Lord. So let God speak to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to tell us to stop worrying over Jezebel. Some folks won't live for God because they're so afraid that they may fail. Let me just save you a lot of problems. Yes, you will. <laughs> I agree with you. Praise God. Can we just settle that and move on? Next question. Praise God. Amen. You, when you fall, just get back up. Find you an altar. Amen. Find you a preacher. Find a praying saint of God. Pray for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's a word that we, we, we all ought to hear. If God be for us, who can be against us? Just throw that out there for us. He's also telling us, I will never leave you comfortless. God is saying, if you, if you stick with me, we will win this battle. Stay connected to the vine. Don't let anything sever you from the vine. Hallelujah. Hang on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe we have to have everyone agree before we accept the thing. You know, God said some things in his word that will always be true, even if I never get another confirmation. When God spoke to Noah to build the ark, you know, we have no record of God ever saying anything else to Noah for 120 years. Build the ark. Here's how you, you got to build it. 
gave him all the details, and then God moved out and left Noah right there. But you know what? Noah, somehow or other, he had what it took, amen, to take all the ridicule. I don't think, I don't think Noah had a thin skin. I don't think they had to worry about political correctness back in those days either. Didn't get his feelings hurt. Didn't take his marbles and go home. Didn't quit. Didn't throw in the towel. He just kept working on that ark. Listen, that ark was the vehicle that took him and his family out of there during the great all hell breaking loose destruction on this earth. From God, by the way. Hallelujah. And so, listen, I love confirmations. I want somebody to come by and say, woo, it's what I needed. Because I don't know if you know it or not, if you ever preach a sermon in a Pentecostal church or any kind of church, you struggle with it. You're like, is this, is this, can somebody use this? Will this better somebody? Will it bless somebody, lift somebody, encourage somebody? Am I just up here mouthing around or what? And so you're a little bit like, you know, I hope that helped, Brother Jerry. But then when somebody comes by and says, oh, that was awesome. But, but listen, don't believe the press reports. Because you got folks going to brag on you no matter what you do. And I appreciate that good spirit. Amen. So, so don't get to the point where you depend on all of that. Oh, you blessed me, Pastor. Oh, you did right. That was so good. That was so wonderful. You're the best pastor in the whole world. Don't believe that. Just keep on living for God. Keep on preaching what God gives you. Amen. If you get a confirmation, great. Hallelujah. Listen, it's just kind of an insecure place that all of us, you know, we end up. Joel 2.28, in the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out my spirit up on all flesh. Settled. He's going to do that, okay? Oh, we got to do all this. And, uh, he, just, he just said, I, I'm going to do this. In the last days. So, so we need to get to teaching some Bible studies. We need to get some people told already, hey, listen, you just accepted the Lord. I, that's a wonderful thing that you did there. But there's no place in the Bible that said anybody accepted the Lord. I know we know that they did, but it doesn't say it that way. He does say repent. I'll repent with you together right here. Let's hold hands across the kitchen table. Amen. Let's get down on our knees here in front of the couch, and I'll hold your hand and just repeat after me. Oh, God, please forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner. I need you, and I'm lost without you. That's repentance. That's the start of repentance. Amen. Amen. Get baptized in his name. That's the scripture, too, that most Christians have left out. I read somebody where they discounted it, and I don't normally answer, but somebody else started answering and calling me and said, do you believe what sister so-and-so just said? Amen. Discounting baptism. Y'all know I get on that. Just discount it. Amen. So I wrote a long, early, early this morning, about 6 o'clock, I was writing something. Amen. Sent it to a guy somewhere. Amen. See, this is what I believe, okay? It was exactly what the Bible said with scriptures. Amen. Baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's for the forgiveness of sins. That's a word for us, folks. That's what make, That separates you from everybody else out there, every denomination, every religion. Hallelujah. Just a nice, you know, the scripture, I, I, said, I put in a little writing today. Peter didn't say, oh, by the way, it'd be nice if you got baptized. He didn't say that. What do we do? That was the question. The question is still the same, folks. It's never changed. What shall we do? And here's what you do. And by the way, the man with the keys was speaking that day, with the 11 standing behind him. 
Same message. In the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, the very last part of that chapter, when those first Gentiles received the Holy Ghost, this same man, Peter, with the keys again, he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Now, we can't play around with that. Acts 2.39, the promises unto you and your children and all those afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call, period. Settled. That's a word, folks. Oh, I was just something nice. No, 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 no. That's the word. This promise of the Holy Ghost. Promise of the message of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. It's, a, it's settled. Amen. I don't need an earthquake or a forest fire. Amen, to get it. First Corinthians 9 and 16, Paul said, Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. That's the word. Whoa, I'm in trouble if I don't preach the gospel. Can I get an amen? Amen. Genesis 3 and 1, the first recorded word that came from Satan was, Hath God said. Got to see the flip side of this. You know, a story, you have to have a negative or a positive for it to, to, to mean anything. All right, so I'm giving you positive, just throwing a negative in here. Did God really say that? Here's what people say right now. Well, what does the Hebrew say and what does the Greek say? And twist you up and turn you around, amen, and make nothing out of. Listen, I'll just say it again. The King James Version, I do use a little Greek in Hebrew, okay? I do that. But, but, but let me tell you, the King James got really, really close <laughs> to what we need to know. Whether you have any Greek knowledge Amen, or Hebrew knowledge or not. Amen. Hath God said? You got to watch out for those questions. Paul in one place said they do gender strife. He said avoid them. When the enemy raises doubt about your experience in God, you continue in the strength of a word from God. Hallelujah. I know what I felt. I know when God got a hold of me and my, and my system, amen, something happened in me in my innermost being. I spoke in a language, Brother Ruck, that I'd never learned before. Amen. Nobody taught me how to speak in tongues. Listen, you can't wash that off with lye soap. It's forever settled. That's why we need the truth, and that's why we need the spirit. I can't forget it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus said to the enemy, he said, it is written. It is written. We can shout about that. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, we don't shout to get a word, but we shout because of a word. Hallelujah. I feel like praising him. Hallelujah. I feel like, that's an old song. There's a, there's a scripture I need to read to you out of my Bible. I don't have it printed in my iPad. And I marked it right here, and I'm going to start trying to close right here. Watch this. I'm going to give us a word right now. Amen. Brother Bob, we talked about it just a little bit over the phone the other night, maybe last night. And uh, the wise man in Ecclesiastes, the second chapter, and uh, here's what he said. And I, I see a lot of selfishness in here. He got what he wanted. very wise, very smart. Down in the fourth verse, beginning in the fourth verse of this second, no, yeah, yeah. Fourth verse of the second chapter. He said, I made me great works. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. All for me. All right. I made me gardens and orchards, and I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house also. 
I had, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver, gold, and peculiar th- treasures of kings and of provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom uh, remained with me. And whatsoever mine eye desired, I kept not from them. Uh, I, I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all these labors. And, and this was my portion of all my labor. I got to give you this next scripture. Verse 11 says, I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of the spirit. And there was no profit under the sun. But my main thought is just go to the very last part of this book. Amen. The last part of Ecclesiastes. And here's what he said. He got all that for himself. This is the word. We can all stand together if you will. Praise God. Still feeling the anointing right here, just kind of a little tingling. Praise God. Brother Bob, can you stand up? He's, he's got a habit of getting drunk in our services. We have to help him hold him up. Hallelujah. Amen. Anything my eye beheld, he said, I got it for me. Man servants, maid servants, musicians, vineyards, all of these things. He had, he, he had all the wealth that he needed, everything. But he got, but he got right down to the last. And remember, he was the wise man. And he said in the last two verses of this, his book here, Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. You want to sum all this up? You ball it up in a nutshell? Let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. You ever hear people like, what are we here for? What's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing in life? That's a pretty common question. You hear it around graduations. People graduate from high school, get their diploma from college, and then, you, you know, they want to do something. They want what, What's my purpose? What am I supposed to do? Here, here it is right here. Amen. Let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. The whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. For this, is, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment. Amen. And every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil, will all have to come to judgment. I don't know about you. I'm going to open this altar if you want. I'm, I'm pretty much done. Uh, I'm just, I just thank God for a Pentecostal altar. I, I, I just thank God for liberty. I can always, and you can do this at home or anywhere you want. But but the liberty in a church, when you get that word and you feel like, ooh, that word was for me. You know what a pitchfork Christian is, don't you? A pitchfork Christian, when the word hits them, they pitch it over their shoulder to the next guy. And they say, ooh, he really needed that. I know he's a hypocrite. Or, hey, oh, there's one over there. No, but, but if you don't want to be a hypocrite, it's what you do. You don't want to be a pitchfork Christian. Just take a hold of it. Even if it hurts, it, it's true. 
It's the word of the Lord. It's forever settled. I'll take that. Hallelujah. Amen. And you hold it to yourself and you don't let it go. Amen. Because it's God's word. And it's a promise. Hallelujah. Amen. Whether good or bad. And so I like to think on those good, wonderful promises. I've been thinking about it more lately, Sister Kim. been thinking about it more lately. It's just normal. When you get our age, my age rather, not yours, but my age, you, you, uh, you start thinking, well, you know, just, it's just good common judgment to say, you know what? We don't have as long here as we did have. Even if we live a decent, good life, we see, you know, so you start thinking about it. I've had some fantasies in my daydreams and my night dreams about being there in that place where there's no sickness, no sorrow, no pain, no hospitals, no viruses. Amen. All the pain's gone. You know, and I've always known that and I've always preached that. But I thought a little deeper on it. I thought we, we can't fathom. We can't fathom that. We can't get a hold of it, Brother Jason. We can't get a hold of it. We try. But if, you, if you, your body feels good, maybe I'm just figuring this out as I go. You got a little money in the bank. Got a few friends, Brother Young. Got a good church with liberty. We love each other. Oh, boy, do we ever. I'm good. I'm okay. So if I can just hang on as long as I can. But when you get to thinking about that, what the wise man in that same book, he called it the long home. This being about this long, it's our whole lives is just about this short. And then you got the rest of eternity. But, but, but I, we cannot, we cannot fathom you know, even on our best day, if we feel good, our feet hurt, we sit up, stand up too long. Our back hurts. We get tired and weary. Work, if you don't believe that, just work about a 10 or 12 hour day. You can't wait. You don't need a sleeping pill. You might need a pain pill, but you don't need a sleeping pill. You go right to sleep. But when we get there, when we take our last breath here, and our next breath is celestial air, if there's such a thing. No pressure. No pain. No worries. No fears. All is glorious. All is wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still dreaming. I'm still thinking about it. Listen, the reason I'm saying that is simply this. It will be worth everything. We think the cost is too great. Every, anything and everything we have to give up would be nothing compared to what we're getting in return. That's how we have to look at it. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going, and I want to see you there. I'm praying for you. Hallelujah. We got others that are not here today. I'm praying for them too. Praise God. Praise God. I, uh, I visited my brother, and I'm going a little long. I visited my brother's grave. I didn't get to go down to Jerry's funeral. COVID, 
and very restricted. And so we, we didn't get to go. And, uh, but we were down, my wife and I were down uh, a few months back. And so we spent the whole time, and he's buried in the Natchez, Mississippi Cemetery there right on the river. And I told her, I said, we, we got to go. So we were leaving. We had our visit. Our, we, had our, we preached numerous times, and we started to leave. And uh, we were going through Nat. We made, I made sure we went through Natchez. There's a couple different ways you can go. And I said, I've got to stop by and see Jerry. And I just knew what cemetery was in. I got some ideas about where. It's a huge, huge cemetery. And you could look all day and all week and not find if you didn't have some type of directions. But I, it was raining. And so my wife stayed in the vehicle when we got in the area. And I, and I got out with an umbrella, and I began to walk. And I, and I, found, his, I found his grave. I, I really wasn't prepared. His picture was on the grave. He's three years, three years older than me. And we were just buddies growing up. He just couldn't seem to live for God, couldn't seem to get in, had problems with alcohol, had problems with his marriages, probably because of alcohol, drugs, you name it, just problems. Smart, sharp, one time preached the gospel, just fell off the wagon. But I just out of respect, I'm there just all alone out in this huge big cemetery. And I got there and he just hit me. Hit me right in the heart. I just had a long talk with him. Long talk with him. But but he come down to this. See, he, he did pray through to the Holy Ghost. He backs it. Prayed through again. Again. But but he was full of the Holy Ghost. Talk about a word. Talk about a miracle. Because he had people praying for him. Believing that he could make it. And so I really believe he made it. And when I, when I started to leave, I said, I'll see you later. See you later. And that's what it's about, folks. It's not here. It's not what all we got to go through and pay for and struggle through here or enjoy, whatever the case. It's about getting through all of this and getting over there. My oldest brother wouldn't bow his knee for anything, but in his hospital, hospital room, amen, he broke down. Very proudful, very prideful man. I happened to be sitting there. My sister had already warned, didn't call me, and said, you know, he's kind of stirred up. He was baptized in Jesus' name as just a young boy. And he teared up, just the two of us in that hospital room, one month before he died. And he said, he said, Charlie, I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ when I was a boy. And so I got up. That was my cue from my chair and got right beside him. I said, well, Earl, Amen. You've been buried with that name called over you, so all you need now is to receive the Holy Ghost. And I said, that's what's about to happen to you. And I drug my chair right up beside his bed, Brother Jerry. I said, I'm going to lay my hand on you, and God's going to do what he promised. And I'm talking about a proud man, never, never would pray, never would bow his head. He'd make some kind of joke, and we'd start talking about church and chuckle about it and make a funny joke about it. You have to understand this. Listen, there's nothing too hard for God. Nobody is unreachable. Hallelujah. I laid my hand on, I couldn't help but weep. Amen. And I saw him and heard him. He broke out in a tongue. Amen. Literally shook his bed. 
speaking in tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave him the utterance. Hallelujah. He died a month later. I believe I see Earl over there too. Almost an impossible thing to pray about and think about. It's a word from God. Amen. And God promised me some things. Amen. God promised me some things about some of your kids, Sister Kim. And so you know what? I can just say, man, that was just a feeling I had. I'm just going to, I'm not going to let go of it. Not going to let go of it. Just hold on. What about it, church? Why don't we just hold on to those promises of God? Hold on to that word. Oh, God gave me. Listen, just claim it. Find a word. Think of a word. Nobody may have preached it to you. It may just be a written word. I'm claiming that for me. Hallelujah. And God's going to open doors for us. And if you'll give, he said, it's just a one little, one little catch there. He said, if you'll give, he said, God will open up heaven, the windows of heaven. I didn't know heaven had, yeah. Open up the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing upon you that you don't have room enough to receive. Isn't that a promise? Grab a hold of that. Some of you have been paying your tithes for years. Some of you have been giving extra offering. Whatever you got left, you give that. You think that's going unnoticed? Take a hold of that promise. God's going to help us, bless us. Amen. We're going to pay for what we need to pay for, give what we need to give away. Amen. It all belongs to God anyway. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Hallelujah. We got to remember who all this belongs to, folks. All belongs to God. Hallelujah. I'm glad he let me spend a little time here. Amen. If you will, why don't you reach over and touch somebody. We're going to pray a prayer of faith. Amen, that we can just hold on to something here. Grab a hold of something. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Can we claim that word? Amen. Think of something. Amen. A blessing today. Financial blessing. A health blessing. I want my wife to be touched today with a special healing. In the name of Jesus. Bless Sister Debbie right now. Amen. Save her husband. Amen. Amen. You died for him too, Lord. Amen. Save Ronnie Marson in the name of Jesus. Let us baptize him in, the, in your lovely name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Let somebody make some commitments today that's just playing around with God. God, I'm serious today. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. Helping us today. Blessing us today. Standing with us today. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give him thanks right now. God's doing something. Jesus' name, he hears your prayer. He notices you. He knows where you are. knows who you are. He knows the battles you're in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Oh, hallelujah. The power of a word. Power of a word. Power of a word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I got one more little short story I'm going to tell you. I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to stop. I, never, I thought Jeff Booth just lived for God, and I'm pretty sure he did. Many, many years, baptized in the name of the Lord, full of the Holy Ghost. Jeff Booth married one of my mom's first cousins. They had a lot of kids. We grew up near them and felt very close to them. 
But one of the daughters that I, I really, she's a little older than me, but Charlene got killed unexpectedly in a car wreck. Charlene's body was laid here. Beautiful lady, had some kids. She's married at this time, had some kids. But I saw Jeff Booth stand in front of that casket. Again, a man that I felt like he lived for God. He was faithful at church, did whatever he could do, just a good man. But I heard the prayer with my own ears. He said, God, tears streaming down his face. He said, God, I'm tired of playing games. I'm not going to be playing anymore. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live. Listen, listen, what I learned from that is simply this. There's a, there's a higher plane. Hallelujah. There's 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. just depends on where you want to be. Hallelujah. But I watched a man who already was committed and dedicated to church. He said, I've been playing games, God. I'm not messing around anymore. But it took that death of that beautiful daughter to bring him to that place where he confessed that. He, was pray- he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to God, and he didn't care who heard him. And I thought, bless you, Jeff. And I believe he did. Praise God. Amen. I believe that we can always move up. We can always do better. I'm not hammering anybody. I don't have the whip out today. I'm just trying to encourage. Listen, I can do better than this. I can take that another that other step. Amen. Closer to God. Amen. And I hope that's what happens today. God bless you today. Praise God. I love every one of you. Amen. You're all very special. Your prayers matter to me. Your, your tests, your trials. And so I'm going to try to be in the battle with you as best I can with my prayers. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, somebody say amen. Amen. Pastor's done. I'm done right now. Praise God. Amen. No more stories, okay? Praise God. Get you out of here. Get you out of here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's live for God, folks. Let's live for God. Amen. Call on me if I can help you. By the way, pray for my wife. She's getting through it, but she's still coughing real bad. And so bless my sweet wife. Praise God. Amen. Let you loose. Jesus' name. I love you. God bless you. Take this with you wherever you go. Hallelujah.